Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. I think the first thing that pops into my mind is to believe in yourself and to believe in yourself no matter what. And that means believe in yourself no matter what anybody's told you. To believe in yourself whatever kind of childhood messages you got. And to believe in yourself no matter what romantic partners or domestic partners have said to you. But look down deep. Look at who you are and know that there is something amazing there that is worth nurturing and protecting. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I'm really excited to have you here today. I have Beverly Price and she's the founder of Her Empowered Divorce. And I'm so thankful I'm, I'm just met Beverly. She's kind of a new acquaintance and you, Beverly, have a strong passion to help people through the divorce process. Yes. And, you know, I love you said on your website, you help with separation, divorce, empowerment and pre mediation coaching. And if all my clients could be coached by you, I know that the process would go a lot more smoothly. So that's an important piece of what you do, but kind of what we're going to talk about today, because it's October and we want to bring awareness to domestic abuse. And I talked to, to you about this last week and I feel like I'm a little bit uneducated about it. You know, I've had a little bit of training, but I really want to dig into that with you. Okay. A lot today. So before we dig in to that, I think you have an authentic story that I don't know yet that led you to do what you're doing. So can you share that with our listeners? Sure. Essentially, when I was growing up, I was raised in a household that was not able to nurture self-worth and self-esteem. No criticism of them because they weren't trained on how to teach that either. But as a result, I searched in my life for things to make me feel better, to get recognition, and that was attention. And so what happened when I entered into romantic relationships was that I would go for the flowers and the sweet talk and all of the wonderful things that came with a very buoyant kind of dating relationship. I convinced myself that because I had this attention and it satisfied that short-term need that I was in love. And so I married him. About the day after I got married, everything changed and domestic abuse began. And not too long after, I ended that relationship. And rather than taking the time to learn about myself, to learn about who I was attracted to, to learn about the fact that I would accept that kind of behavior and treatment, I moved on to the next relationship looking for that attention fix. 
And that happened relationship after relationship and divorce after divorce. And so there's two things that came out of that for me is I am very passionate about helping women through divorce and to also prevent them from repeating the same mistakes over and over. And I'm also very passionate about domestic violence and how we can prevent that from happening over and over again by looking at what is your ideal relationship? What is your existing relationship? And asking yourself, why would you settle for something less than your ideal? And as a part of that questioning, I was led to needing to do some very deep, painful work on myself to get to know me, to get to know what were the reasons and the undercurrents. And after years and years of work, I was able to finally see that I was worthy of something much better. And I'm pleased to say I'm in a very happy and healthy marriage now with no abuse and no course of control or any of those things, but very healthy. But okay. I become healthy to attract healthy. Amen. I love that. And, you know, sadly, you had to go through this, but thankfully, you're using your life now mm-hmm. to help women so that they don't have to suffer as long as you did. Right. Right. And I'm in line with you because even if it's not an abuse situation, I don't want my clients to ever be back in a situation where they are facing divorce again, especially if if abuse is involved. My guess is you said it took years and years. And I think listeners might be like, you know, how much time is this going to take me to heal? Do I even want to go there? And sometimes, you know, we buffer and just move forward. I think that, do you think that if you have clients being coached by someone like you, maybe they can get there a little bit quicker than you did? Oh, absolutely. There was no such thing as divorce coaching back then. And if I had had that help, that journey would have been reduced dramatically. There are certain exercises, there are certain techniques that can be used to bring somebody to the points of realization sooner than if you're doing it on your own. And that would be why you'd want to turn to such a coach is to help you get there faster with less pain, to save money, and to have more skills to deal with life going forward. Right. Okay. So now as I'm sitting in this chair and I'm thinking, I want to become a better mediator. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips on how I can recognize if there's abuse? Because you said something interesting that hit home with me on your website about how women are really taught to care for everyone else but themselves. And Beverly, I'm going to tell you that hit me over the head. Even though I do all this work, I was sitting at my daughter's graduation, my baby, my youngest just graduated. And we're in the cathedral in in St. Paul and it was really, really hot. And I, it was so, so hot. And I sat down and I thought, oh, we got to sit with our kids. I thought, oh, I don't know how my daughter's doing. She's dressed in this big, warm thing and she gets so hot. And then I started getting worried about my husband. And then I thought, how do I feel? Exactly. (laughs) It was was a light bulb moment. I'm 55 years old. And that was the first time it hit me. Wait a minute. 
how do I feel? I'm a menopausal woman dealing with the heat. And I wasn't even, not even thinking of that. So that was a really a huge light bulb moment, bulb mm-hmm. moment for me. And I bring that up because I missed it in myself. When I'm working with clients doing a mediation, I don't want to miss it if there's an abuse situation. So can you help me with that? Sure. Well, there's lots of resources through the National Domestic Violence Hotline and others. Okay. But there's so many types of abuse from emotional to verbal to financial to physical to sexual that there's some key similarities. Okay. Look for a woman that shrinks, that shrinks and is small, that doesn't have a voice that doesn't stand up for herself and that will essentially defer to that husband for everything, for the decisions, for the knowledge of finances, those kinds of things. That can be a trigger really for a lot of different kinds of abuse. If someone was denied access to all the financial information, that's a huge red flag for financial abuse. But I think the fact that what we do when we're with an abuser is we shrink and we try and placate them. Now, in some domestic violence situations, it's going to be hard to mediate if it's very dangerous, if it's very threatening. But some of the more subtle and actually equal or more devastating are the emotional and mental abuse factors. And I think part of that the mediator can draw out and see the signs or an attorney can draw out. Mm -hmm. I have several clients that don't even realize they're being abused until it's coming out to them. So Beverly, that's so interesting because I, as I'm sitting here thinking about this, I'm thinking if somebody doesn't have a voice, I would probably pick up on that in the consultation. Yes. And I would probably wonder And I would, you know, explain to them how you have to have participants and you each have to feel like, and then at that point, they're probably going to think I might need an attorney to represent me as well, because when I'm, I'm doing that. So I don't know if it would get that far, but when you talked about the financial abuse, I think this happens a lot and we don't even really notice it. And there are even, you know, sessions that I have where the woman's like totally relying on her spouse to give her all the information about, and, you know, we back it up, we have them show it and and it's not all bad, but that's very interesting because I don't know that I've known that as abuse before. Exactly. Another component is in my story, I was an incredibly successful senior executive professional woman earning lots of money, but I was so protective of my husband's ego that I let him run everything. And I did it with total blinders on and total trust. And why was I surprised when things <laughs> turned out that way? Because I had given over all of my power to someone. Yeah. And abuse is really about power and control. It's not necessarily about the money. It's not necessarily about sex. It's about power and control in any of the forms. And so one of the things we do as women, and it was kind of in our defense, it was kind of programmed in our DNA for centuries that we defer to men, Mm -hmm. that men are 
better with math, better with numbers, more intelligent, more knows business better. All of those things can play in our minds so that when we come to a situation like this, again, we shrink. Now, if we have good representation, and I would almost think that in most domestic violence situations, someone should also have their own representation. Yeah. But probably talk more yes. that you need an advocate. You need someone that's going to help you find your strength and find your voice. And that's what someone like me can do is mm-hmm. tap into that. We help you learn who you really are and the strength and the goodness in you so that you can step up and fully participate. The other thing that happens a lot of times is there's so much overwhelm and emotion and fear spinning around in someone's head that they can't think clearly. And when mm-hmm. you think clearly, you know, they can't make good decisions. And so that's another way that I can help or that someone like me can help carry them through a process so they can think more clearly. Yep. I'm gonna, I just want to step back to something that you said when you were, you were talking about, we were talking about financial abuse and how that's something kind of new to me to me and how you were saying women have had this role, you know, that they just, our society has set us up to be, I mean, when I think about my situation, I stayed home with my children and sadly, I remember hearing a divorce attorney saying, don't ever stay home with your kids, right? Okay. So I stayed home with my kids and I believe that, you know, I was home and I was just as that money that my husband was making, the money he was putting in the 401k was just as much mine as it was his. He also believed that. Fortunately, he believed that. But interestingly enough, I had no power. I couldn't look at anything. I still can't. I go insane when I have to grab you know, money for a college fund. I'm starting to set things up for myself because right. I can't even go in the things that I'm in charge of the finances in our home. I'm not allowed to go in. I can't do anything with it. And it's so mind blowing, but it starts there. Right. And who is making you not allowed to do that? The company is not allowing me to go in. You know, I even remember he had a credit card that I always paid on and they wouldn't let me make a payment because I wasn't him. You know, I was just like, oh, my goodness. It's very interesting. And think about it. It hasn't been too many generations since we were allowed to take out a mortgage, women. Isn't it crazy when you think, I mean, how long has it been? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, even take out a credit card. But here's the thing. we must not be complicit in this. If we just accept and shrink back and move on, then it's going to continue. The patriarchy Mm -hmm. is going to thrive, but it's going to take us to say we have a voice. Mm -hmm. You know, think of all the women that just listen to their husbands and don't even think about what their own opinion is. Oh, right. And that's another sign that I don't have my own identity. My identity is him. And I have become so enmeshed with him that I can't see where I end and he begins. And that's a huge problem in divorce because those are the women 
that in many cases don't want to move forward with a divorce because they say, I don't know who I am without him. Right. And that's when you need empowerment more than anything else. And I feel like this podcast episode can alert women who don't even realize yes. what they are going through and they're just sticking in it because like you said, they don't know who they are. I've experienced this with the empty nest. I gave it all to my kids and my yeah. family. And now I'm going, I don't even know what I like. I just rode a horse last week and I haven't done that forever. I set it up for everybody else to ride the horse. Well, it's interesting you say that because that's one of the things that affects people making the choice or women making the choice about divorce coaching, because we've spent our life investing in others, investing our time, our money, our energy at the detriment of ourselves. So when it comes time that we are thinking about getting divorced, here's what the response is. Well, I can't afford that. I don't need that. I can do that on my own. Because we as women don't invest in ourselves. A divorce is a lifetime impact. Decisions you make, behaviors you have, feelings you have can last you for a lifetime, whether it's positive or negative. But if you don't have the support to do that, you're not going to be able to get to the positive side. You can swell in the negative. Yep. And we want this to be a positive. We want this divorce to be an opportunity. And so invest in yourself because it will save you in the future. I so, so believe that. So Beverly, tell me a little bit about who are the people coming to you? Are they usually people who are just starting to think about divorce? Are they people who are abused and don't know where to turn? Tell me more about who you're helping. Sure. The ideal time to come to me is when they are thinking about divorce and not even sure whether they want to or not. Okay. We work through a process of helping them gain clarity so that they make their best decision. It's important to note that a divorce coach is not pro-divorce. I would love it if everybody decides they can go back and work on and have a healthy marriage. Right. For those that can't, We're here to help in any number of ways. The other time women come to me is when they're in the middle of divorce and have spent thousands and thousands and thousands on an attorney and don't know which way to turn and felt like they haven't made any progress and their emotions are running them and they're overwhelmed and they need something quick. So those are really the two situations that I see people coming to me most often is either in a very purposeful planning time or a reactionary, oh my God, something needs to change kind of mind. And I would say either case, it's great to have a coach, but if you can plan, plan your divorce, oh my gosh, takes a little bit of that fear out. So if, if they can just connect with you right away. And like you said, Not, it doesn't even have to mean that you're going to move forward with the divorce. I tell my clients that all the time. And sometimes I'll do a mediation and we'll go through and we'll get all the assets figured out. And then they'll be like, well, we don't even really need the divorce now. This was the issue and we figured it out. And that's like, exactly. Isn't that so rewarding when you see that to know that you helped in that? 
Yes. So either way, helping people stay together or helping people move forward because we know that it is necessary. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this work. But there are times. So now I want to ask you a little bit about your coalition and October and what you've got going on. Yes, I'm so excited. As I said earlier in my story, there's a good bit of domestic violence. And so I'm very passionate about the topic. So what I've done is assembled a multitude of podcast hosts, bloggers, and other professionals in the divorce space to help carry this message of domestic violence awareness and to carry the message that don't condone domestic violence by your silence. Let's combat it with awareness. Let's shift from condoning to condemning. And so all of these individuals have this combined reach that we're hoping for domestic violence month in October, we can make a difference in getting the word out. That's our short-term goal. Then our longer-term goals are going to be to create change after the fact. But our first step in that process is to create the awareness that can kind of breed fertile ground for making some change, even if it's small, incremental, even if we can help a handful of women, that's amazing. I am so thankful that you're doing this and I'm grateful to be a part of it. You are such an awesome part of it. I'm (laughs) so grateful to have you. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Divorcing parents, I want to do everything I can to help you through divorce. And I know it is scary to think about co-parenting, especially with a difficult co-parent. That is why I now have a free masterclass. Please join me November 9th at 10 a.m. We are going to go through the five C's of parenting together after divorce as well as getting some tools on how to work with even very difficult co-parents. I'm so excited to have Tammy Wallensack join me to talk about your home after divorce because it's a little bit related to your kiddos. So join me November 9th at 10 a.m. You can find the sign up in my show notes or go to lisakoski.com. I'm here for you and I really want to help you parent well after divorce and beyond. Well, I cannot believe this time flew by. I guess I kind of knew it would fly by because I love chatting with you. But Beverly, as you know, because I'm sitting here in my barn in my horse clothes right now, as we get to the end, I have what I call a saddle up segment where I ask my guests to just give one little tidbit or something that our listeners can do moving forward to help them. Do you have a little piece of advice for them? Yeah, I think the first thing that pops into my mind is to believe in yourself and to believe in yourself no matter what. And that means believe in yourself no matter what anybody's told you. To believe in yourself whatever kind of childhood messages you got. And to believe in yourself no matter what romantic partners or domestic partners have said to you. But look down deep. Look at who you are and know that there is something amazing there that is worth nurturing and protecting. I love that. And you're so in line with me. I'm going to pick this little post-it off that I have right here on my 
trust yourself. I don't know yes. where I found it, but I'm like, I'm sticking that up so that I see that every day. Yes. So I love that. That's great advice. And now Beverly, tell my listeners how they can find you, find your podcast, and we'll have it all in the show notes if they're not okay. able to write it down. But where can people find you? Okay. They can find me, my podcast or me at herempoweredivorce.com is the website. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. My podcast is called Her Empowered Divorce, and it's on Apple and wherever you listen to podcasts or YouTube. And I now have a radio show called Her Empowered Divorce Live. Awesome. I didn't even know about the radio show. Good. It's brand new. It's brand new. We'll have to take a listen. And yeah, you have a great podcast as well. So Beverly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. It means the world to a lot of people. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I I just really enjoyed it. All right. Take good care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my Parenting Plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan you will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses and sign up for the parenting plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.